Welcome to All The Things Podcast. I'm Regina Lawrence, your host. I'm a lawyer turned soulful business strategist and transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, All The Things Business. I've created a community of women who can truly be all the things, successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique, all while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be a person that societal norms dictate anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can be whoever we want to be, and that person can be all the things in one. Each week, I'll bring you episodes where we dive deep into business, entrepreneurship, and a whole host of topics to help us dive into who we truly are so that we can really be all the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, I know that starting a business can be really complicated, confusing, scary, and there's so many moments when you're starting your business or when you're pivoting your business, you feel really, really confused and like you have no one to talk to. I totally understand that because when I started my coaching business, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I tried a million things and I would hit dead ends and I would just try and try and try and try. Luckily, I was able to figure it out, but I had to take the long way. And that is exactly why I am the business coach that I am, because I've tried and I've tried and I've tried all of the things, and I know what works in creating, scaling, and pivoting your online and coaching business. If you are needing a friend, if you are needing a coach and somebody to hold your hand through this crazy process of growing your business online, schedule a free 30-minute virtual coffee chat with me. Go to my website, reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat, and we can hop on and talk about one particular issue in your business that you are struggling with right now. And by the end of that 30 minutes, I promise you that you will have a solution. Once again, it's www.reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat. I cannot wait to talk to you and help you unravel anything you are struggling with in your business right now. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. This guest is so special because she has been such an influence in my journey through and to entrepreneurship. So something you guys don't know about me is that when I was still a practicing attorney, and was contemplating entrepreneurship, I dipped like a big toe in network marketing and I tried it. And that was the very first thing, my very first experience with entrepreneurship. And our guest today, Kayla Kraft, is somebody who I met who was a multimillionaire in the network marketing company that I was a part of. Obviously, as you guys know, I'm not a network marketer, but it exposed me to a lot of different things. And One of those things it exposed me to was lots of really successful entrepreneurs who were multipreneurs with lots of different businesses. And Kayla was one of those people. Kayla is such a special human. She's a mother of three and she is the owner of the Mommy Millionaire business and brand. She went from being an ER nurse to a multimillionaire in a network marketing company to founding her Mommy Millionaire brand. One of her life goals in this Mommy Millionaire business and brand is to help women become 
millionaires, to be moms, to be successful and to do the things that they want to do in life while doing it, while being a mom. Something that we talked about today was how she made that pivot and that transition from being an ER nurse to taking that brave leap, redefining her identity as a nurse and becoming a business owner. Her husband, Chase, is incredible and he also runs the business with her. So we talk about how she's running a business as a wife and a business partner with Chase. We talk about her own health struggles and journey. Kayla has had so many health issues, yet on the outside, you would never know it because she's making millions and millions of dollars while growing this incredible business. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Kayla is the true definition of hard work and grit. And I know that you guys will absolutely love her as she embodies all of the things. Enjoy this episode, guys. All right, guys. I'm so excited for our guest today. She is literally the epitome of what I say when I talk about all the things, a woman who is all the things. She is a powerhouse businesswoman. She is a mother. She is a wife. She has built a massive empire. And kind of a fun story is most of you guys don't know this, but when I started my journey into entrepreneurship, I dipped my toe in network marketing. And network marketing was what made me really realize that I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. And one of the powerful women who I connected with in that network marketing company was our guest today. And she is such an inspiration for me. I absolutely adore her. And I'm so excited for us to have Kayla Craft today. Welcome. (laughs) I'm so excited to be on here. I was just thinking about the first time that I met you. It was in, I feel like it was like, um... Was it Washington, D.C.? Yeah. 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 I'm going to a photo with you. <laughs> and it's so funny. I feel like from the time I met you a couple years ago to now, you and your life and me and my life, like we are completely different human beings than we were mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. so wild. So, so cool. when I think about you, I think the word that comes to mind is grit because you do everything. You run a business, you have a marriage, you have children, you have a spiritual and faith life and community. Have you always had this grit? Hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and here's the reason why, uh, you know, the way that I grew up, I tell people, I felt like I was born into like the wrong family. Like, and I love my family. I'm not saying that in a mean way, but I felt like I was in this family and I was the black sheep. I never fit in. Like, I always remember, like, we would stay at like these motel sixes, like no joke, like these nasty cockroach infested places. And I'd be like, like, I knew that there was luxury out there. Like I was like, there has to be more. And so I would always like push through and persevere, like through something that was hard at a very young age by visualizing. I'd be like, what's my life going to be like though? Like, what's that, what's that going to feel like? And I would just daydream all the time and anything I wanted, I would figure out a way to get it. You know, I was like making sugar scrubs at 10 years old, like selling it to people because I wanted to buy like a pair of Abercrombie jeans, like everybody else had, you know what I mean? So yes, I've always had it. Um, I saw my mom work really hard, even though we didn't have much. 
she was a hairstylist. She worked 12 hour days as an assistant. So she would like be the blow dryer, you know, there's a better word for that. But (laughs) anyway, so she worked really hard. And so I saw that in her, like I saw her have a lot of relationship issues, but she still showed up every single day. We had clean clothes. She made sure we were on time wherever we needed to be. And that like was modeled for me. Like no matter what's going on in your life, you get up and you show up. And so that's just what I have done, you know? Yeah. And you see it in everything that you do. So your background for anybody that doesn't know Kayla, she was a nurse and then she left nursing and started her own business and launched into network marketing. What was that? Cause you were, you were a nurse and you were a network marketer and then you transitioned out. And I know you waited a while to transition out. So what was that decision to leave the safe quote unquote and go in on your own? Yeah, Regina, I know you know this feeling. It's like, it's the whole title behind your name, right? It's like, but I have this title. That's what it was for me. RN, it's like, I worked so hard for this. Like most of my life, I knew I was going to be a nurse. I worked so hard to get these letters and then the MSN and all the stuff. And that's what I was scared of losing was people's respect um, for the title. You know, like if I don't have this, who am I? Mm -hmm. And so what I finally realized is that you know, my identity is not wrapped up in what I do or even who I help. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the moment I realized that I was like, Whoa, it was like mind shifting for me. Like, Whoa. Okay. I am not what I do. Mm -hmm. I am Kayla. I, you know, (laughs) I'm so many (laughs) things. And I looked at how much money I was making and how much time I was spending away from my kids. That's really, that's really what it was. It was like, gosh, this is so silly. This title thing is making me lose more time for my kids. And so I just decided what I wanted for my life was to spend and spend more time with my kids, have more fun in my relationship. And I just knew that like, you know, the safety was all an illusion. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to have more time with my kids, I was going to have to leap and I was going to have to have a different life than most moms out there. And so I just leaped because I knew at the end of the day, the network marketing company could go away tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I'm Kayla Craft. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to make another million dollars. Like I'm going to figure it out, you know, because my kids are never going to go starving. My kids are always going to have opportunity, like period you know? And so I learned to bet on myself in that moment. And most moms need to learn how to bet on themselves. And, uh, when you're wrapped up in what you do, you tend to not bet on yourself Mm because you, you tie up all of your worthiness and your accomplishments and your accolades. And actually your worthiness is, is because you're alive Yeah, because you have breath in you. Right. Well, what was the thing that, what were some tangible things you did that helped you step into betting on yourself? Well, you know, uh, Regina, it's so funny because the first time you saw me, I was like public speaking. Okay. So the first time I started public speaking was in 2011 and I bombed it. Like I thought, you know, I was like, I've I've done presentations in school Mm -hmm. before. I'll be fine. Like, you know, all about nursing stuff. And I got up there and I bombed the whole thing. And I was like, oh God, like, whoo. And I heard Susan Sly, who you know, Susan, yeah. she said, the person who has the mic makes the most money. And that just stood out to me. And so in 2011, I joined Toastmasters, which everybody listening in right now could join Toastmasters. It's international, right? And I started showing up to these weird meetings where I knew nobody. 
got up there and like made up weird speeches about what, like, just, they give you like random stuff. Like, you know, one, my first one was like, what Disney princess would you be? You know? And I was like, I'm Cruella DeVille. Like, I don't know. And (laughs) I don't make sense sometimes. Uh, Anyway. And so I did that. And that is a tangible thing that people need to understand. If you have the gift of communication, the talent, the skill of communication, because it can be learned, you will always have a way to make money and to have safety and security, period. Okay. And so that was the thing I worked on day after day. I would show up in front of the mirror and I would practice speaking. You've been to my live event, you know, like I know how to speak. I know how to capture an audience. That was not the case nine years ago. Like I would have been like, okay, bye. I don't know. I just, it just every day I practiced that. So that's something people could take away. Um, the second thing that I did that was very tangible was I surrounded myself with people that were risk takers. So these were people that didn't go along with the normal flow of society. They questioned things and they said, but like, what if we stepped outside of the box? And the more and more I hung out with people like that, the more and more it was like, oh yeah, having a job is actually the riskiest thing you could do. Like, what, what am I doing? You know, so I would hang out with people that will encourage you to think bigger and play bigger in your life. And the last and final thing that I think is the most powerful thing is I invested in myself. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I started out by like buying courses and I would go to seminars and then I finally got a business coach, you know, and now I have several that I work with on a regular basis, but investing in myself, it was like drawing a line in the sand and saying like, I'm worth it. The more I invest in me, the more valuable I become in the marketplace. And so I knew that like, you know, going to these courses, were going to be great. Going to these seminars, were going to be great, but working one-on-one with somebody that could call me out on my blind spots and help me level up is the best thing I could always do. And so working with a coach was just like, it was a no brainer. Like, duh, why are you still, why do you still have a J-O-B? Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. So in talking about surrounding yourself with people and leveling up, after the network marketing started and you became wildly successful, a millionaire in the network marketing business, you then decided to level up again and to, to start something beautiful. Really a movement is what you started with Mommy Millionaire. Mm-hmm. What was that leveling up like to start Mommy Millionaire? It's, it's like, you know, when you're um, about to go and jump into the ocean, like who does that? But you go and you, you get your sand, uh, you get your feet in like the wet sand and you're like, Oh crap, this is cold. You know? And then you start walking in a little bit more and you're like the, the cold water splashing up against your toes. And you're like, do I really want to do this? Cause it's freaking cold. And it feels like piercing ice against my skin and you go in a little bit more and then it just starts to feel like, Oh, this feels really good. And then you just want to get your hair wet. Right. And you're just like, I'm in it. And like, this feels amazing. That's exactly what it was like to, to start Mommy Millionaire. It was slow at first. I started with a little YouTube show that was very unsuccessful. I think there was like three views on it, okay, in 2017. And people were like, what is Kayla doing? Like, what is this all about? And then I decided to join a mastermind, which with our mutual friend, Chris Harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in his mastermind, he was like, Kayla, like, you can't come in here with your network marketing crap. You need to like have a real business. And I, not that network marketing is not a real business, but like something where it was like, you're, you own it, you know? And I was like, 
all right, we're making Mommy Millionaire into a social media company. There we go. We're, I'm joining. That's how I got into his mastermind. And then when I joined, I was like, oh, I really hate this. And I want to do what I really want to do, which is start a podcast and do group coaching type of stuff and live events. And so that was really like the, like we're going all in and we like announced it to the world. And I just invested $25,000 into this mastermind. Like, and I just said in front of everybody at this mastermind that I'm going to like make a million dollars this year. So you better believe I'm making a million dollars this year. Like I need that, like type of, um, social pressure because I got up in front of this group and Regina, you've been there before, you know, I got up in front of them and I was like, I'm going to do a million dollars this year. And I just started yesterday and everybody was like, this chick is whack. Like (laughs) this is laughable. Right. And I was like, just watch, like we're, we're going, you know, like, let me know if you guys need help because I'm going. (laughs) And I did. And that's just my personality at the time. I needed that like little push. If I said I was going to do it in front of all these people, I, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it was like. I, I just, I'm the type of person that like, I, I go in, I get my toes a little bit, you know, wet. And then I'm just like, oh, I don't like it. It's too cold. And then I freaking love it. And that's what it's like for me. <laughs> you just do it. And that's something I love about you is that you just take messy action and you do it and you try it and then you try the next thing and then the next thing you know (laughs) you know (laughs) so something else like so when I started the podcast I started talking about your grit and I think about that with you a lot because aside from all the things we talked about the success and the family and the husband and all the things you have been really unwell the past couple years as you have been doing this. And mm-hmm. most people following along watching you had no idea how unwell you were until you started to share it recently. What, I mean, I don't even know how to ask this question. Like, how did you make a discovery that something was really wrong that you had mm-hmm. to address with your health? Well, Okay. So it was actually at mommy millionaire live. The last time I saw you in 2019, um, I had had a really hard time with, um, mental clarity mm-hmm. and it was really weird because I'm like a biohacker. I eat really healthy. I work out all the time. I go and see naturopaths and I was like doing all the things, but I had this, um, this throat issue. And I don't know if you remember it, but it was like, that's why I had so many speakers at the last live event because I I literally couldn't speak. I was losing my voice like all the time. And that was like the big, like something's wrong because I like my body is breaking down on me. Like, and I'm resting, I'm trying to do all the things right and nothing was changing. And, uh, I left and I just, I just felt like absolute crap, like absolute crap. I don't know if you could tell, but I just felt like absolute crap. Um, but I still had to get, like, I had to get there. I had to show up. I'm like, I am not going to let my health like ruin it for these people. All of these people have taken time away from their lives to come here and get something. And I still think it was an amazing event. Um, and then even, you know, the things that we did after that, they were awesome. But, uh, it was just that moment where I was like, something is really wrong. So after that, I started going to a muscle testing doctor and he diagnosed me with um, Epstein-Barr virus. And he was like, you actually have three strains of Epstein-Barr. So your, your body is like, he was like, you probably feel like you're going to die. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm going to die. He's like, okay, we're going to put you on all this stuff. We're going to kill it. And um, 
I basically killed off the EBV within 60 days and I felt better for like five days. Like I was like, yeah, I feel good. And then something else would knock me out. And I went back to him. He's like, oh, now you have shingles. Like it was just like thing after thing. And I was like, dude, my mind up here is like solid. Like there's no, like nothing happening up here. Like I'm saying affirmations. I love myself. You know, like I didn't bring this on myself and I had medical medium on my podcast. I don't know if you've listened to this one. And he told me, he's like, Kayla, you need to get your boobs removed. Yeah. And he doesn't even come on the video or anything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh God. Um, And then he even calls me after the podcast and he's like, I just want to check in on you. How are you doing? Um, like, and he doesn't take clients or anything, you know? And he was just like, they were very, his assistant kept checking in on me, very concerned for my health. It was like, so I was like, I'm getting my boobs out. So then I I got my boobs out and I feel so much better, but it was a long process because like, nobody wants to say it. Everybody sees these things on me, but nobody wanted to say it was those things. And then, you know, Anthony got on, he was like, you need to, you need to get your boobs out. I was like, okay. So we did it. Uh, so does that answer your question? That was kind of rambling. Nobody's asked me about my sickness before. So I'm like, Oh God, where does it start? Well, I've been so curious about it because I was watching your stories and I was like, Oh, she's following the medical medium protocols. Like, mm-hmm. cause I follow the medical medium. He has saved my life. He saved my oh. hormones, like celery love it. and like had such a huge impact on me. And so I was watching you and I was like, she's doing the medical medium stuff. Like I can tell. And then you got your boobs taken out and I was like, Oh, it's all tied up and connected. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like, I remember when I was leaving practice and even over the past year, how horrible I felt like dealing with Epstein-Barr virus and dealing with the brain fog and never being well-rested and being like, my brain is fine. I'm the same as you. I'm mantras, affirmations. Like, yeah, it's not, I'm not bringing this on myself. What is happening? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was curious because I also know like you're running multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah. And so how were you able to function and, and be a successful businesswoman when you are feeling so terrible? Right. Well, you know, it's kind of like that thing. Um, when you're in it, you don't feel like, like I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening to me? But now looking back, I'm like, oh, I understand why. Because it made me trust my team. My team had to take over. I mean, I could only do the bare minimum. I was showing up to coach and do my podcast. And like, that was it. Like, there was no marketing strategy happening. I was barely posting on social media. Like, I was doing the bare minimum. And my team had to do the rest. I mean, they were doing my DMs, my comments, like just everything in my Facebook, like, everything on my emails, like just everything, literally. And so it helped me just basically go like this with my business, you know, and for those of you guys that are listening in, it's like, I'm just dropping the reins and like learning to surrender and just going like, I have thoroughbreds on my team, let them work their magic. And that's what happened. And so like, even though this has been, you know, in 2020, six months basically of absolute hell for me, we're going to have our biggest year at mommy millionaire. And I think it's because I wasn't so in it, like micromanaging everybody. I just said, whoo, you guys, you got to carry me. And I was honest with them. I am not well, I need help. Please like do this for us. We're on a mission to help 1 million women make a million dollars or more a year. I can't do this alone. I need you as much as possible right now to be on your A game. And so everybody on my team stepped up and that's how I got it done. You know, that's truly how I got it done. 
And what's great about that is I only was working in my zone of genius, Mm. right? And so that also gave me life. So I wasn't like showing up and doing these things that weren't giving me life. It was like, I was only showing up and doing the thing I needed to do because that was all I could do physically. And it was just like the perfect kind of thing because this is what I needed to learn to level up my business because I was the bottleneck in my business because it was like, nobody was doing it Kayla's way. And then I had to, you know, I was going behind them and being like, let me change this. You did it wrong which is like the worst type of leader, right? So, so yeah, it ended up being the best thing for me and I'm thankful for getting sick. I'm thankful for everything that I learned. And now I'm just like ready to be healthy, happy and vibrant forever. <laughs> uh, what a lot, what a beautiful lesson in leadership to learn how, I'm learning that in my business, how to let go, how to let my assistant run things, mm-hmm. how to not be so controlling about everything. Yeah. I know it's holding me back. Well, you know, and read the book, uh, Traction and Rocket Fuel. Okay. Uh, and have your team read it too, because, uh, you know, you got to get, you have to build your business now, like the multi-million dollar business that you want it to be and need to like, make sure that everybody knows exactly what their roles are. And so like our company is still small, you know, so I have, you know, my customer service girl, she's also my social media manager, you know, so they, she has lots of different roles in her business, but each role has a very specific job description and because I wrote it. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's never questioning like, "Hmm, what should I do here? No, this, the process is already in place. The system is already in place here. So I don't need to be a control freak because she can read and she knows how to do this. Something that's really unique about your business that I'm always curious about is you run your business with your husband. <laughs> yeah. What is the dynamic like having your, your love, your life partner and your husband also be completely in your business? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, um, it's been a journey and I never like to like right now, Chase and I are in such a good spot. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I can even get teary eyed thinking about how far we've come because when I first started in 2011, you know, he was not supportive at all. And we've gone through like the valleys of, and, and the, you know, high mountaintops together of just like success, um, and failure. And when you are, I mean, we were growing up together. We were in our early twenties when we were starting this whole thing. Right. And so, uh, we were kind of like combative. Like if something went wrong, it was either one of our faults. Like we didn't know how to work on a team. Now what makes us work is that we had to come to the decision that like we're on a team. Like, so we're on the same page. All of us want to win. Nobody here is trying to, um, make us fail. Like we're all just doing the best we can. Uh, and so that's the biggest thing with Chase and I is like, we're on a team. So there's no scoreboard here because we're on the same team. And I think a lot of people that work with their husbands or significant other can find themselves in the scoreboard life, right? I did this today, like minus one plus one. And it's like, Oh, who wants to freaking live like that? Right? Nobody does. Chase and I decided we are both committed to being the highest version of ourselves. And that is enough. That is enough. And we practice compassion and grace with each other every single day. Some days are easier than others. Last night, we had a whole freaking blowout. You know, I love to be honest. We had a whole freaking blowout because I'm in the middle of a launch this week that's like not going um, as planned. Mm -hmm. And what I say by that is like, we're, um, 
we've poured about $50,000 into ads and, you know, it's right in the election time and we're not getting, um, all of our leads are like super high. So at this point it's like, Oh wow, it's going to, it's going to take a miracle to be profitable in this launch. And so we're, we started to find ourselves going to the scoreboard and I'm like, Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Then we went and had sex and then we came back and we're like, okay, here's the, here's the thing here. We're on a team. We're going to expect a miracle. We're going to do some different things. We're going to take it to organic traffic and we're going to like make this thing work. And we're like, yeah. And we woke up this morning. We're like, this is going to be good. We got our team fired up. And we're like, yes, because we remembered we're on the same team. So it's not that we have like these perfect moments. We might get into it for a second and we go, okay, whoa, whoa, hold up. Our mission is to make our kids extremely happy and successful. And what we mean by that is like success to us means living out your values mm-hmm. and living free. And like in order to do that, our kids need to feel seen and heard by us. And so how can we do that today and still run our business effectively? So uh, yeah, anyway, it's, it's a lot when you're working with your spouse, but you have to be committed to being the highest version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And anytime you want to play, play the blame game, you need to look in the mirror. You need to look in the mirror because anytime you're trying to blame anybody, you need to, you need to work on yourself. It's a heart issue. So that's what we do. (laughs) You guys have, I know like you guys are always working on your marriage together. Mm -hmm. You guys talk about it. I know you guys have worked with coaches together. What are some daily non-negotiables that you guys have for your relationship with one another? Yeah. So something that both he and I do separately is we work on our inner child stuff, which I know you're probably big on this too, Regina. Um, so we spend time every day with our inner child. Uh, and that looks like meditation. Sometimes I'm like playing with my little girl in my mind and Chase does the same thing. And anytime I see him kind of drop back into his old ways, I actually picture him as little Chase. And it helps me have compassion and grace for him and practice unconditional love. And when you practice unconditional love for your partner, it actually helps them step up into the highest version of themselves instead of nagging and doing all the things that women have been socially conditioned to do. So that's something that we're practicing on a regular basis. We both journal, we both meditate together every single night. Um, we work out every single day. That's a non-negotiable. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's probably it. We like, um, gosh, when the pandemic first hit, it was like either like, Oh God, what's going to happen with our marriage? Like we had to do something drastic. Not everything was going fine, but it was like, we needed to like make sure it was going to be okay. We did a 30 day sex challenge and anytime any, like, I really recommend that for anybody that has like a stale part, like with their spouse, or maybe they've been fighting a lot, commit to having sex every day for 30 days and not just like sex, like, oh my gosh, you know, but like orgasmic, like everybody needs to orgasm every day. It's very important because it helps women drop into their feminine. It helps men step into their masculine. And like, so that way there's that polarity in a relationship that's really important for it to be successful. So um, yeah, I would say, so we, I mean, right now we're not having sex like every day, but, TMI, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> I think that's huge. Cause a lot of people don't spend time to have that, at least that intimacy, you know, that is so important. Something I, something I'm picking up about you is like, you're very in touch with your feminine, but you're also like strong, assertive in your masculine. And I know a lot of the women that listen to my podcast 
our high achievers, high performers tend to live in the masculine. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's such a struggle for them to even think about, am I going to meet the right person? Am I going to attract the right partner? What have you done? And you've talked a little bit about it. I think you've touched on it, but like, what are some things that you've done to help you really tap into your feminine Mm -hmm. for that relationship and and for your business? Well, I think that the masculine part of me that was in overdrive for so many years was coming from a really deep father wound that I had, um, you know, being abandoned by my dad when I was around six or seven years old. Uh, you know, I always felt like everybody was going to leave me. And so what I decided to do to cope for that was to be in control of everything and to be the leader and to, to be the boss. So, um, people couldn't leave me. I left them before, you know, to protect myself. And so there, it was just what I always did. The mask being in my masculine worked, worked, worked until it didn't. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I honestly think that was a part of me getting sick too, because it's it's been a journey of me getting here. Like, right. Uh, but being in your feminine is about surrendering. It's about believing and expecting a miracle for yourself and going like, Hey, like, um, I don't really have to do anything to be worthy. I just am. And like the more fun I have, the more money I'm going to make, you know, or the more fun I have, the more um, I'm going to be happy in my marriage. It's like just getting into that creative, playful state, just as we were when we were kids, when we were like innocent. That's what we, that's what us girls wanted to do. We wanted to twirl around and laugh. Okay. And (laughs) so what happened for me to drop into that feminine was spending more and more time with that little girl who was abandoned, um, Mm -hmm. when she was around that very young age and letting her be angry actually. And cause I never was angry. I was just like, well, here we go. I had that grittiness, right. That was like, here we go. Let's do it. Let's show up and make this happen. And I let her, like, I did a lot of anger release therapy, um, to just like, get that done. And she's healing. She's still a part of me, but she's not driving like the bus. She's not up here, like trying to take control anymore because she feels seen and heard and she feels loved by me. And so now I get to be my highest version of myself, which is the person who is completely surrendered to life and knows that everything is happening for me and that I don't really have to do anything spectacular today in order to be rich and be happy. I get to just be me and go with the flow and things are going to work out for me. And that's like what that feminine looks like, but it's a practice of doing it every day. And it's so simple. What you, all you have to do is like sit there and like talk to your inner child. Yep. Like if everybody says this, like, why, why do people still resist it? Why do people still resist it? Because we resist the simple. We think, Oh, it must be complex. It must be more complex than that. And I'm telling you, it's really not. It's, it's doing this practice every single day. And then another thing I do is practice having fun with her too. And letting this like childlike fun come out in my inner child. And then it just comes out of me. (laughs) I love that. And you're right. It is simple. It's just the commitment. It's being committed. I am committed to doing the thing that will lead to change. Um, Have you always been, you're very disciplined. You're, you seem very disciplined, right? I I am disciplined. I'm a, I'm a pretty disciplined person um, around certain things. We all like, you know, have our things, but um, you know, when it comes to working out, eating well, um, showing up. It's just what I do. I've just done it my whole life. It's just like that habit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I've been working out since I was a very young girl. And so that's like 
just something it's, I, I can't not do it every day. Um, I don't know. I realized like in starting my own business, like I thought that I was disciplined, like in practice, because I had that set schedule. I have to be at the office at this time. Yes. I got at this time, blah, blah, blah. When I started my business, I realized, oh, you were disciplined when it was forced discipline. Oh, this yes. is new discipline because you have a whole day that is yours and that's beautiful, but you have to create the discipline. What yeah. are some things, and this is something I talk to new coaches and new entrepreneurs about, creating discipline. What yeah. are things that you tell people to help them start to create that discipline in their life? Well, I think the most important thing is when you're very clear on your purpose and who you're meant to be and who you are here to help on this planet, nothing is forced, right? And so a lot of people, it's like they listen into a podcast and they're like, Jay Shetty or whoever told me I need to get up at 5 a.m. and like, you know, have a morning routine for six hours and people resist that, right? They resist that because it's like daddy told them to, like nobody wants to be told what to do. We need to create our own rules for ourselves. And so it's like anybody listening in right now, like here's your permission slip. You get to create your own rules. I love that you say create discipline, you know, but discipline is like almost, it's a bad thing in people's mind, right? Because smack on the hand, Mm -hmm. it's time out. And so what if you could switch that word to make it more empowering, Mm. right? So create your workflow, create your own rule book for life. And that is what I, I think is empowering, right? It's like, oh, I I really get to create everything and language forms my reality. So I'm going to watch the language I use around what I'm doing. And then when I'm clear on who I'm here to serve, how I am going to serve them, Mm-hmm. That comes in the quiet and in the stillness. Mm-hmm. And so meditating mm-hmm. is the most powerful thing that you can do every single day because in that stillness, you get the downloads on what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the number one thing that everybody should be doing more of, you know, if they're choosing to like up level their life because they're listening into your podcast right now. And if they're still listening at this point, it's like, they want it, right? (laughs) They're ready. They're ready for that next level of them. And so I think meditating is the one thing that you're saying yes to that next version of you. And when I say the next version of you, it's not like this mask that you're putting on. It's like, oh, this is the new me. It's actually peeling off another layer, right? Of like the social conditioning of like all the rules that you used to live by. And it's really just remembering who you are. Mm -hmm. And it comes in layers, remembering who you are and why you're here. And that happens just by getting in the still quiet places. So I would meditate and then create your own workflow, create your own rules. Oh, it feels good for me to not take calls until 10 AM or whatever, you know, like you can really do whatever the heck you want to do as long as you accept that this is whatever the heck I want to do. Right. Some people go, Oh, well, I don't want to do, I'm going to wait to work until 11 because this guy told me to, that it's the best thing. Again, you're still resisting it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to go on. I want to do this because ah, it feels so good. And I have more energy at this time. And this is, Mm -hmm. this just works for me. This is how I'm going to become like my highest self. Da, 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 da. Sweet. You have to buy into everything that you're doing or else you're not going to do it. Totally. So yeah. 
And that's something I've always asked myself is like, what feels good in my business? Because when I started my business, I was doing all the things that you're supposed to do, getting up at five, going to the gym, doing the things. I don't like to get up and go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And that's a very masculine thing, right? So masculine. It's Did masculine. you hear that probably from a man? Yep, exactly. And like hormonally, <laughs> it shows like it usually doesn't work well for women to get up and pump iron at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so I have done that in my business where I only take clients Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays after one o'clock in the afternoon, because that feels good for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love that really empowering people to do the thing that feels good and doesn't feel like it's being forced on us. Yes. Mm, so good. What are you most excited about in your business right now and in your life? Well, I mean, I'm excited because I'm in the middle of a launch, right? So um, I launched my product on Monday and then it closes on Thursday. And so I'm really excited about that because it's, it's called the Mommy Millionaire Mentality. So it's just helping moms like be all of the things that they want to be. And uh, it's just like, it's my favorite thing to talk about because I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I know I'm an amazing mom. Yeah. Uh, obviously I, you know, I'm not like, I have my failing moments, but like, that's something that like at the end of the day, like my kids are amazing and I want to teach more moms how to, how to have this life and how to raise amazing kids. And so it's just, it's my zone of genius. And I'm so excited to put it out there to the world because I just think about all the families. It's not about just the moms buying it, but it's about the kids, their lives being transformed. And so just like before this podcast, I did a meditation with my team and I led them through this whole visualization of like, okay, a thousand people are buying mommy millionaire mentality. That's at least a thousand kids. What do you see the kids doing? How are the kids enjoying the things that they've learned from the mentality course? Cause there's a whole like kids crash course on there. Um, anyways. And so like, we're just like seeing that and putting that energy out into the world. Like, Oh my gosh, that's at least 2000 people that are like never going to be the same after they have this stuff in their back pocket. And so, uh, that's what gets me freaking excited because it's the ripple effect. It's the, yeah. it's legit the ripple effect and it's just never ending and it gets me fired up, uh, with my family. I'm excited because, um, you know, we're at a really, really cool time with my kids. They're 10, eight and six. And so I feel like they're already like little mini adults and we could just have conversations about everything. And, you know, my 10 year old's writing his first book. Um, my oh. eight year old's an actress and she's just like having so much fun doing plays and singing and all the things. And my six year old is just like doing all the sports and having a blast. And I just love watching them figure out what they love about life and being curious yeah. and we're just having fun together and yeah, it's a, it's a good time. <laughs> I love that you guys are ha always having so much fun and that I always see you like in your car with your kids going places. You, the, the other week you were like, I was going to fly, but we decided to take a road trip. Yep. <laughs> Well, my kids won't wear masks, so they're just like, they're a little bit psycho about it, which is great. Um, and so we're like, well, we're not going to fly. We're going to take a seven hour road trip and it, we always have fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful to see. Kayla, thank you so much for being a guest. You are such an inspiration to me. You are such a teacher to me from afar and I love, respect and appreciate you so, so much.
Oh, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited for all the people listening in and, um, you know, just thank you for doing this and creating a safe space for people to come and learn and feel um, like they are accepted just for who they are and where they are at right now in their life. I think that's a really cool thing that you're doing. Thank you. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot, share it in your story. Tag me and Kayla. Kayla is at Kayla Craft. You can also find her at mommymillionaire.co. I love you guys and I will see you next week on the podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved what you heard, I would be beyond thankful if you would share this podcast on your Instagram story and share with me what about the episode with me or with my guests that you loved. Also, please remember if you love this podcast to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss out on all of the incredible guests and topics that we have lined up for you during this crazy year. And as always, if there is ever a guest or a topic or anything you would like for me and a guest to discuss, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence. Lots of love, guys.